When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Thursday, June 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians get it done. Uh, thanks to a bunch of Boston errors last night, uh, they beat the Red Sox and uh, moved two and a half games back of the Twins in the American League Central Division. Uh, kind of a kind of a crazy game in terms of just watching the ball sort of bounce all over the place and fly all over the place and uh, you know, we, we saw some things that you don't normally see in a Major League Baseball game, but uh, the Guardians found a way to get it done. Yeah, uh, Joe, uh, Cleveland made uh, two errors in in the fourth inning. You know, uh, Andres Jimenez and uh, uh, Josh Naylor made errors, and uh, but Boston came back and out-errored them in the bottom <laughs> of the inning with uh, <laughs> with three errors of their own. And, you know, the Red Sox came in leading the American League with 40 errors and uh, you know they they stayed true to form in that inning for sure and uh, you know it led to uh, two unearned runs for uh, the Guardians uh, gave them a 3-2 lead and they uh, they held on for uh, you know a 5-2 victory and and not only did they get that lead 3-2 but then they added on the next inning that was the 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 big key there is that uh, you know they they came through in the 5th with two more runs uh, and a, that's something that we haven't necessarily seen lately, and it's been a problem for this offense, is that once they get a lead, they, they can't sort of spread things out and, and make it a little more comfortable for the bullpen. Now, the bullpen, we can get into how uh, how they did last night. They were pretty excellent. Uh, but also it means Tanner Bybee, who hadn't, win, uh, who, who, uh, who hadn't won a game since his uh, Major League debut. Uh, he had taken a bunch of no decisions uh, in, in a row. Uh, but he picks up his second major league win uh, because he was able to basically, you know, withstand the storm and, and ride out the uh, uh, those those errors there uh, in the in the errors in the fourth inning. And uh, he got through five and, and you know, showed something that you, you don't see in a lot of rookies. Yeah, he had some moxie, Joe. You know, he showed, uh, you know, so many times with young pitchers, you see. You know, when something goes wrong behind him, you know, the next pitch or the next two pitches, you know, it's, uh, you know, Katie bar the door and, uh, you know, there's people running all over the bases and, uh, and that pitcher is headed for the showers. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bybee, uh, kind of held fast, uh, after the airs, especially, you know, with, uh, he's out of the inning, 
you know, with, uh, you know, with, you know, which just without a run, run score, without a run score. And, and then, you know, Naylor, you know, a routine grounder, I, he's, he, he, you know, he makes it, he fields the ball and then goes to flip it to a Bybee at first and the ball falls out of his glove. The, the run from third scores. And, you know, that was a, that was a crusher if you're a pitcher and you're sitting there thinking, you know, what else is going to happen here? But he got out of the inning and, uh, you know, he, he pitched, uh, you know, then he retired the side in order in, uh, in the fifth and, uh, Terry Francona went to the pen and, uh, you know, he hung on and, uh, you know, he, he said, uh, you know, he sounded like a veteran when when we talked to him after the game. He said, you know, uh, he was asked, well, how, how do you cope with that? How do you pitch over two errors in one inning? He goes, well, I've been pitching for 14 years and uh, people have made a lot of errors behind me. And if you, if you don't learn how to adjust, you're not going to survive. And, you know, that's the most mature answer from a pitcher I've heard in a long time. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see him have the right attitude and approach about it. You know, if if he were a, a grizzled old veteran, I think uh, a, a guy basically just dropping a ball uh, that that leads to a run behind him uh, would would probably uh, upset him. But you know, he's a rookie. It's it's like he doesn't know what he doesn't know. It's it's he's out there, uh, you know, just just putting the ball over the plate and throwing strikes and and getting the job done. Uh, he's done really well his his first uh, you know seven eight starts or, or however many he has under his belt. So uh, again, you, you you've got to look at this as uh, the I, I sort of get the same sort of feeling that you, you got out of uh, a Shane Bieber when he came up in in uh, 2018 and, and strung together all of those those deep starts. I think he out of uh, his what he had 12 starts where he went at least six innings in his, his rookie year did Beaver. Uh, I think you're getting that kind of depth and that kind of, you know, uh, productivity out of Bybee and, and, and really for that matter, out of Logan Allen, he's been able to do the same thing. So, uh, you know, these are all good signs, good trends for these young pitchers. Uh, and, and, and Beaver's a good guy to emulate in, in that sort of regard. Uh, we, we did see uh, Josh Naylor who did drop that ball sort of inexplicably just dropped that ball, uh, that led to a run in the fourth inning, came back in the bottom of the inning. And as in baseball, you know, it often happens, uh, the guy who makes an error in the top of the inning, uh, gets a chance to redeem himself in the bottom of the inning. And, and he did just that with, uh, with an RBI hit. Yeah. You know, single the right tied the score up. Uh, you know, just uh, got right back on the horse. And like you said, Joe, baseball always gives you a chance to redeem yourself. You know, the game, if it's not uh, that that same game, it's the next day because you're playing every day and and you always you always get a chance to come around and, uh, you know, do a good thing. And, uh, you know, it, 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 that's what's you know, makes that game, the game so great. And, you know, Naylor. You know, we've seen it. Uh, he's basically carrying this team, Joe, mm-hmm. offensively. Uh, really, uh, you know, since May 30th, he has 11 RBIs. That's tied for third in the big leagues with Fernando Tatis. Uh, over that same stretch, he's hitting 538, second in the, in, in the big leagues to Luis. Arise with uh, Miami. So, you know, he's not, he's been on fire. He's, uh, he's really driving in runs. He's protecting Jose Ramirez in the number four spot. And, uh, he just looks so, so confident, Joe. He's driving, mm-hmm. he's pulling the ball to right field. He's, you know, singling, the, he's taking the ball the other way to left field. He looks really calm and uh, collected at the plate. 
Yeah, that that smooth, easy power that Tito always talks about when uh, when Naylor just sort of sits down and and has that that good, smooth swing. Uh, his helmet doesn't fly off at the plate. Uh, I, I think that's what you look for. Uh, the ball just jumps off his bat. And even though the ball wasn't jumping off the bat uh, yesterday at the ballpark, uh, we, we saw that with the ball that Jose Ramirez uh, hit that, you know, on I think on most days, uh, that ball is about five, six rows deep into the seats in, in right center field. I think Jose might have thought uh, he had gotten it uh, out, of, out of the ballpark, too. Uh, winds up with a double, and that double wasn't uh, insignificant. It moved him into sole possession of fifth place on the all-time uh, extra base hits list for uh, Cleveland. He moved, uh, broke a tie with Ken Keltner. Uh, he also, I, I believe, is, uh, uh, you know, right around, uh, I think, sixth uh, in, in Keltner again on the all-time, all-time doubles list. Uh, so there's another list that he's climbing there. And, uh, you know, in the next uh, within the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks or so, if he hits two more home runs, he uh, he can tie Travis Hafner uh, in terms of the all-time list for home runs. He's only two behind Hafner at 198. Uh, so Ramirez, who, you know, had, what, broke a, an 0 for 16 sort of skid uh, in in Tuesday night's game, uh, he, he, he's looking a little bit more comfortable, I guess, the last couple of games at the plate uh, than we had seen him in, in a previous week. Yeah, Joe, and, uh, you know, in that fourth inning when they came back and tied the game, uh, you know, we saw him run the bases like Jose can do. You know, he be, really kind of forced an error, forced the second baseman, the Boston second baseman, uh, into, uh, you know, a bad flip the first. You know, uh, uh, Rosario goes from, you know, first to third, and uh, Jose goes from, uh, you know, from the home, from home plate to second base and really set that inning up. And, uh, so it's good to see Jose kind of just, we're seeing the whole game from him, you know, and, you know, if, I, I just think he's going to start hitting, Joe. I know his numbers are, you know, kind of, you know, really when you compare, you know, where he was at this time last year to where he is right now, you know, the numbers are lacking. But, uh, you know, we've seen him, you know, turn it around before and get hot. And he's too good a hitter to, you know, to, uh, you know, not not really, uh, you know, show what he, you know, to show his true skills. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you have to kind of have patience with some guy. Like, not not every all star is is an all star every day. It's it, you're going to have to give guys a, a you know some some bumps and bruises and times to 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 sort of get themselves together. He's going to get hot, like you said. Uh, and and we saw Ahmed Rosario with uh, another what three hit game last night, a couple of doubles. He's uh, he's what there was a, a stretch there where he had four consecutive hits and four consecutive plate appearances. Uh, that's the Ahmed Rosario that, that this club needs in order to look the way they need to look offensively. Yeah. And, you know, he had missed those games with the knee problem and he certainly looked at full speed last night. Uh, first two hits were infield hits, you know, and, uh, he was, he was, you know, really, uh, you know, going full blast out of the batter's box. So that's good to see. And like uh, like we've said so many times before, Joe, when he gets one hit, it usually leads to two hits. That usually leads to three hits and sometimes four and five hits in, in one game. Yeah, we've, we've seen that uh, a number of times. It's still, uh, you know, one of the best base runners in the American League when, when fully healthy. And, and that's something that you uh, you can't take for granted with this club is, is the way they run the bases all the time. Uh, 
All right. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, Emmanuel Class A comes in, uh, picks up his 20th save in, what, 24 chances, I believe? 24, 25? 25 um, chances. 25 chances. So, yeah, there's uh, there have been some blown saves, uh, but 20, 20 saves, and the team's got how many wins? 27, 28? 28, uh, 28 wins, 20 saves. I think that's a that's a pretty good percentage. Uh, but 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 20 saves at this point in the season through only what 62 games. Uh, I you know you're looking at that thinking, boy, uh, the the all time uh, single season record for for Cleveland is 46 saves in a season. That was 1995. Jose Ramirez, or I'm sorry, Jose Mesa. Uh, Joe Borowski with 45, Bob Wickman with 45. That was uh, 2007, 2005. Uh, then Doug Jones, 1990, he had 43 uh, before he get to Class A last year with 42. Uh, all of those uh, numbers are, are well within reach of Emmanuel Class A. Uh, if he can stay healthy and, and keeps getting run out there, uh, it, the Guardians are going to keep playing one-run games. Uh, they aren't spreading too many games out, so... Uh, there's going to be opportunities for him to to come through and, and break the the single season record. Yeah, Joe. I mean, he is so far ahead of these guys. You know, Mesa didn't get his uh, his twentieth uh, save in in ninety uh, five until June third. Uh, you know, uh, Class A picked up his picked up number twenty last night, June sixth. Borowski when he when he had the big year. Uh, with his forty five saves, he didn't reach twenty saves until June seventeenth. Um, I mean, yeah, June, I mean, I should say June 14th. No, no, June 17th. And uh, Bob Wickman, you know, had a 45 saves in 2005. He didn't get, uh, you know, number 20 until June 4th. So this guy's, you know, a week, maybe at least a couple weeks ahead of ahead of the pack here. And you know, if if they keep playing these games, you know, they're going to keep running running them out there as long as he's healthy. I mean, I, we haven't seen a 50 save season from a, a Guardians uh, closer, but we might be uh, one. One might be you know mo- the momentum for one might be building here. Yeah, there have been what 18 50 save seasons in the history of uh, of the game since they, you know, uh, started keeping the records and all that. And uh, uh, Francisco Rodriguez uh, with uh, the Angels had uh, 62. In 2008, that's the all-time single-season record. Uh, I'm not saying that Class A can get to 62, although the, you know, there's still plenty of opportunity for that to happen. Uh, that would be something to, to keep an eye on. But yeah, the, um, you know, there's only 18 on on record right now uh, that have gotten to 50 uh, saves in a season. Uh, so yeah, something to keep uh, keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, and they got to be really, really careful with these with uh, Class A, Joe. I mean, most of those guys that had 50 saves, you know, the next couple of years they were their arm was hanging. So you you got to this is a valuable guy, and you got to protect them. Yeah, that that's something to uh, to definitely keep an eye on and keep in mind. I'm trying to find here real quickly the last Edwin Diaz in 2018 was the last 50 save uh, season. And that was uh, 57 total for Edwin Diaz when he was with Seattle. When he was, yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't with the Mets yet. So, uh, and and prior to that, boy, it, it you got to go back. Bobby Thigpen, right? Bobby well, Yuri, Yuri's Familia had 20. I oh, okay. had 51 in 2016. 
And if you go back even a little further, Mark, uh, Mark Melan- Melanson, uh, Mark Melanson in 2015. So there have been a few in the last, you know, seven, eight years, uh, that have gotten to 50, but, uh, certainly nobody in, in Cleveland franchise history has done that. Uh, and, and that sort of leads into my next question, our next sort of, uh, phase here in the, in the podcast, uh, you know, uh, with Class A being at 20 saves, leading the big leagues, uh, is is he a lock for uh, to represent the club at the All Star game? I would think so, Joe. I mean, you know, the fans don't vote on the pitchers, mm-hmm. uh, but I would think, uh, you know, if if uh, who uh, I don't even know who who is the American who's going to be the American League manager. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, who it would be. It would be Dusty Baker. Yeah, I think Dusty would uh, would have to uh, take Class A to you know at least pick him or you know the the commissioner's office whoever that that committee picks uh, you know browns out the pitching staffs. I don't think Class A is going to get overlooked as long you know as he continues his pace and you know comes into uh, you know goes into uh, July in in good form. Yeah, he's got about another month, uh, you know, uh, to to keep this up. And and if that happens, if he doesn't, uh, you know, blow five more saves in the next month, I think there's a a really good likelihood that he will be in Seattle for the All-Star game uh, in the second week of July. Uh, Who could be joining him is the bigger question. Is there another Guardians All-Star besides Emmanuel Classe? And I think that's the the big question is, is there one right now or could there be one uh, over the next, uh, you know, four weeks or so that that we see uh, selected or added? You know, there uh, certainly as as far as the, the fan vote and the election process, that's let's just eliminate that because that that's a, a popularity contest. And you're not going to see a true, accurate representation of who deserves to go. Uh, and, and those are two different questions. Who deserves to go? Does anybody deserve to go or, uh, you know, it, it, who will go and who, who is the most likely to, to be be selected by uh, that committee you were talking about in, in New York? Um, I, I would throw somebody like uh, Stephen Kwan out there as far as somebody who maybe maybe deserves to be considered on the fringe. But then you have to look at the rest of the outfielders in the American League and think, wow, that's uh, that's going to be a sort of a tight fit there. Um, anybody else that's, that's worthy of consideration right now that, that comes to mind? You know, I think, uh, I think Josh Naylor, Joe, I mm-hmm. mean, I think, uh, you know, he's probably not going to get a whole lot of votes, uh, like you were saying from the fans, except in Cleveland, I would think the Cleveland fans recognize what he's doing, but nat- nationally, he's probably not going to get a lot of play. But to me right now, you know, I would think, uh, you know, he, he's really jumped out to me. He's really kind of carried this ball club. I mean, like you said, Jose Ramirez on reputation could get in, you know, depending on, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to have, he'll probably get the most votes of any player, any player on the, on the roster, on the Guardians roster. But I would think, you know, performance wise and deserving wise, you know, probably Naylor to me. If it were any different, uh, the way that, uh, you know, pitchers were, were chosen in terms of uh, relievers. Uh, I think right now you, you're either going to, you have to be a starter or a closer uh, to, to be considered. Uh, they don't really take setup men or, or middle relief guys. Uh, and, and even if that were the case, I don't think there are too many uh, in, in, in the bullpen. It's more like the, the Guardians bullpen as a whole 
is is worthy, but not uh, you know not any one individual stands out besides Class A uh, for for being selected uh, to the to the All Star game. Uh, and you know there just really isn't enough time for a guy like uh, uh, Tristan McKenzie to to, to perform uh, well enough to you know we we've only seen him for one start, so uh, maybe a Shane Bieber uh, if he can put together a few more starts. Uh, in, in the month of uh, of June and and really, uh, you know, cement sort of his status in among American League pitchers. Maybe that could uh, also help him. Uh, he's gone twice. So uh, some opportunities there among the, the pitchers, but but really uh, not anybody who I think is, is very likely to be chosen. Yeah, I thought, you know, Aniel De Los Santos, you know, really had, you know, put together two good months. I know he's he's kind of stubbed his toe here the last couple of times out. But, yeah, you're right, Joe. I mean, you either you're you're a starter or you're a closer to go to the uh, all-star break, all-star game. I mean, you, they don't they don't they usually don't pick setup men. So uh, but, you know, I think De Los Santos has had a really good, you know, strong first two months. He could, and you know, another another good, you know, if he pitch, continues to pitch well in June, you know, he's he's a candidate, but I, I don't think he'd probably make it. But you know, he's definitely uh, get some consideration, I would think, from you know the manager and uh, the people that that pick those, you know, those remaining fill out those remaining uh, pitching spots. Yeah, and and there are other factors that to be considered as well. Um, you know, sometimes. Like when Bieber was chosen in 2019, he was certainly deserving, but it was it helped that the uh, the game was in his home park, and uh, you know uh, I think Major League Baseball sort of threw uh, threw Cleveland a bone there and, and and put him in the game, and he wound up winning the MVP. So uh, you know he certainly deserved to be there, but uh, you know there might be other you know guys who who get in into the game in, in something like that sort of fashion, and you know. Uh, a guy who would be a fringe consideration wouldn't be able to make it because of that. Uh, I, you know, you got to look at it and and think, you know, if, if class A is the only guy that goes, uh, it, it at least gives a, a bunch of other guys a, a break and time off their feet. I remember what was it? 2018. Uh, Jason Kipnis uh, had his plans for uh, a, uh, an all-star break trip to uh, someplace tropical and, you know, walking by him in the clubhouse after the game, uh, you're talking about all-star voting and all that. Uh, you know, he, he was saying, hey, you can put put it in a story. Don't vote for Kip. Don't, you know, he, he had he had his uh, his his ticket for the, the his flight all uh, all set. So uh, he definitely, uh, you know, a lot of guys use that time to, to recoup and recharge, uh, which you know, if you look at it, uh, the the one guy in the bullpen who's going to need it the most at that time is going to be Class A. You almost hope he doesn't even get into the game if uh, if that's the case. Yeah, and remember last year he he got the save for the American mm-hmm. League. So you know, I well, <laughs> he's he's got a target on his back, Joe. Yeah, the best part about that was sitting in the in the dugout when he found out in Kansas City that he was going. Uh, you know, we asked him basically straight up, you know, what are you what are you looking forward to? And and he said, I want to go to I want to go to the game and strike out as many people as I can. And he did. <laughs> he, he certainly did. So, uh, yeah, he picked up the save. Great performance in that game. I thought he, he could, you know, possibly have deserved uh, uh, MVP consideration there. But uh, should be um, an interesting uh, night out there in Seattle uh, in July uh, to 
to be sure uh, to be certain. All right, Hoinsey, uh wrapping up the series tonight against uh, Boston. Uh, we will be back uh, to preview Houston on uh, tomorrow's podcast. Uh, we will talk to you then. All right, Joe. 